0: Welcome to the She Powered Podcast with your host, Domenica Escatel.
1: Welcome to another episode of the She Powered Podcast. On this episode, you will meet Jessica Yanez. She's a Latina fierce fighter, a San Diego native with a laugh as big as her hair. These are just a few things we would use to describe the founder and host of the Wine and Cheese Me podcast, but that's just the beginning. Jessica grew up in the suburbs of San Diego and has always had a curiosity for other people and their stories. As far back as she can remember, she would be the first to approach a new student at school, introduce herself and want to know all about them. Not much has changed as her curiosity has lent itself well to learning more about the world around her. She specifically created the podcast to amplify the voices of those from the BIPOC community to share their stories on career, love, life, and more, all while sipping on a glass of wine. She has had the opportunity to live across the southern western United States and has worked for organizations as large as the North Texas Super Bowl host committee to start up nonprofits. But ultimately, there is no place like home for this San Diego girl. And she has found her happy place where it all began. All right, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited to uh, present to you my guest, Jessica. And I'm just gonna dive in because I want you to dive in. Yes. So, friend, Jessica from the Wine and Cheese Mint podcast. Please let everybody know who you are.
0: Well, if you can't tell, I would <laughs> I totally was not knowing how this is gonna go, but I just felt like wearing my hat uh, my name is jessica yanez i am the host of a podcast called the wine and cheese podcast um and it's a podcast that was really created to amplify the voices from the bipoc or bipoc community because i always felt like it's kind of a continuation of me growing up right because i grew up as the type of person who I always wanted to know who people were. I would, new student would come be like, hi, I'm Jessica, how are you? Tell me all about you. So it's basically like me doing that as an adult and I drink wine. So I had to drink wine today. I got my wine, you got your wine.
1: I love it. I got mine too, red.
0: <laughs> Salud, girl. Salud. <laughs> but um, so I started the podcast um, in, in the end of February, 2020 right before covid no idea what was gonna happen but you know this is really giving me the opportunity like i said it was really to amplify voices coming out of the BIPOC community and then all of these social justice things happen all of the killings let's just be real all of these killings happen all of these different things happen and I had already launched the podcast and it was already for that reason. And so it was, it's really given me the opportunity to really help bring the, a lot of these voices to the forefront. And it's been such an honor and it's been such a privilege. Um, you know, I got to have you on as yeah. well at the beginning and to hear all of these stories and to continue to learn because I'm the type of person who i am very curious i want to know about everything but not only that i just feel like the more that we know about each other and the more that we learn about each other the more compassionate we are towards one another and i already have i'm already a bleeding heart and i totally mm-hmm. self-admitted of that but i'm all and i'm an empath so mm-hmm. there, all of the feelings have been all over the place right but this just gives me that opportunity to, to share these stories with people beyond myself.
1: No, I absolutely love that. And I think it's such a critical time right now with everything that's going on to be able not only um, to use a platform for that, but to amplify other people's voices and have them be able to get that platform that they otherwise won't have access to, you know, and it's just so critical right now. And we have such an opportunity to use different resources to do that. And so actually, I really love having the opportunity to use um, something like this, like doing a podcast podcast episode and be able to amplify those stories and those conversations because we don't have them. You know, I, I've talked a lot with my friends about this that you know, it's so easy to talk to a friend, right? Like over wine and have this conversation. Uh, people
0: spill the
1: cheese, man when they're talking <laughs> to me because they're all liquored up, right? <laughs> right. And it just becomes so natural and organic. That'll, you know, it's like having the opportunity to be able to do this on a, on a grander scale is just so powerful. So I absolutely admire it. Um, let me
0: plug, hold on, before we get started, let me plug the wine I'm drinking because it is a wine that is from a Mexican-American vintner out of Lido, Okay, and it's called Seis Soles, and it's this, this is the, there's like four different types, right? He has his red, he has his rosé blend, white blend, red blend, and this is like more of a reserva, um, (laughs) red blend, and it's kind of like a Bordeaux. They're all really good. The if you like a little bit on the sweet side, you will love the rosé. It's not too sweet, but I really love all of the wines. He sent yeah. me like four of them. I've drank them all. This is like the last one yes, I have. I of love this it. Wine. And yeah, so I want to make sure I, you know,
1: oh, I, yes, I I tell other people as well. Yes, and we should give him a shout out, Chris. So I know Chris. And he's gonna kill me if I mention what wine I'm drinking because it's not his. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome, right?
0: No, Chris is freaking awesome. He was a guest on my podcast because you know he just launched his label like five months ago, right? And um and if you okay so he's actually done a really awesome thing for me because if you decide to order his wine and you go to his website if you put in and i don't get anything from this so let okay. me just make that clear i don't get anything from this um if you put in code wine and chisme you get 30% off your order
1: oh that's awesome thanks for sharing that all of you did you hear that i am so down to do that i need to restock up
0: <laughs> i know i need i do need to order like he was awesome and send these to me I actually I need to go order some because I th- that's how much I enjoyed them.
1: he's local and I know we've been able to have a couple of conversations and I know that his story we met at a community event here in Modesto and so that's how I get to uh taste his brand and know his brand and of course got us support right so yes yeah. definitely shout out to Chris and you know thank you for mentioning that because definitely great wine and you know, I, the first time, I don't think we talked about this last time, but the first time that I got to sip a taste of wine was over a cousin's house and um, I was taking pictures of her daughters and I remember just thinking like, wow, when I grow up, I want to be her, like I want to be drinking my wine and, you know, sipping in. and we had a cheese platter. I felt so like important and so it you know wine has a very nice memory attached to it <laughs> that's awesome i think
0: all those types of things right we we attach memories to it i don't i can't say i remember my first glass of wine because i can say my first experience with wine coolers
1: okay <laughs> i got a cooler for
0: that too it's okay <laughs> well it's because my parents use you know we always used to have people in and at our Like, that's a shocker, right? We're freaking, like, Mexican. We have people in and out of our house all the time. And so my parents had that. you know, every Latino household, you have the outside refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Like, duh, that's where the beer goes. That's where all the extra food goes, (laughs) like, all that. So my mom always had, like, wine coolers in there. And so me and my friends would sneak the wine coolers out of the extra fridge.
1: And (sniffs) so... I think we all did that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, and with some good music in the background. Friday, oh, right? Saturday, Sunday.
0: That's right. That <laughs> you know, is I like
1: right. It. I totally love that. Yeah, that's such a good memory. So I know that that the heart of the Wine and Cheese May podcast is the ability, like you mentioned earlier, about you know sharing stories. And so, tell us, what is your story?
0: Ugh. Well, I um, grew up in San Diego. I'm a San Diego native. Okay. And I am second generation. Both my parents were born in the States. And I grew up, it's kind of, I, I feel like sometimes I'm like, what is my story? Is it worth telling? But you know, every story is worth telling, right? Because we all have different right. stories. So my parents, even though their first language was Spanish, they used to get in trouble growing up. My dad grew up in Texas. My mom grew up here in in California. And they used to get in trouble for speaking Spanish. So when they ended up getting together and when they started a family and stuff, they realized that they didn't want to put their kids through what they went through. Now I'll go back a little bit. And I was actually, my parents were, I was three when my parents met three almost four when my parents met but that's my dad he's the only dad i know so when i reference like us he's my pops he's my dad mm-hmm. and um and so i was very fortunate in the fact that the people i grew up with i grew up very close to my family i very grew up the people that i associated myself with were always other people of color, and I think that's why that's so important to me. Right. Most of my friends were a lot of my friends' parents were immigrants. Um, my grandpa used to actually supervise the fields. The citrus oh, okay. fields here in San Diego. So he used to like go out with you know and supervise and manage the the guys who picked the lemons, the limes, the avocados, the grapefruits, all of those things. And I remember that, like I was young, but I think he stopped maybe when I was like five, four or five, but I do have memories of going out there. Wow. And And I think there's something about that that gives you a different perspective than anything else, right? Right. I think I even saw that when many of my cousins didn't see that. So sometimes I feel like I have even a different perspective from them because of that. But the people I was always attracted to were always other people of color. My closest mm. friends growing up were always either Mexican or Filipino or Vietnamese. or. Um, but I also grew up in a community in, in Southern California. In I grew up in a city called Escondido. Okay. And there wasn't a lot of Black representation growing mm. up. And there was maybe one kid in a class, two kids in a class, you know, a few in middle school, a few in high school, but there wasn't a lot of um, black representation. Mm-hmm. And, but those were always still the people that I connected with. There was just something okay. about other people of color that I always was like, "You my people, right? Like, <laughs> we're in this, right?" And that's not something that I've ever kind of let go of. That's something that I always embraced. Okay. And um, two weeks, so I grew up in Escondido about two, and I was really involved in sports. I was a softball player. I was a cheerleader, so I call myself a girly tomboy.
1: <laughs> I love it, I love
0: it. And two weeks before my junior year in high school, we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. So I go from being a cheerleader, from playing softball, from being in you know the school government and like ASB and everything to like not knowing anybody. So we're there for two years, I graduated. We moved back to California. I was there, moved out on my own, like, you know, thinking I know everything at 18, and ended up moving back with my parents. And then the opportunity came to move to Texas, and I did. I worked for at t at the time, and I moved for Texas. And who knew that that move was gonna be so integral in my life. I ended up spending 15 years there. Wow. Yeah. So I've been back in California now for about, Three and a half years, and then I just moved back to San Diego about a year and a half ago, because San Diego is always where I knew I wanted to be. Right. I just didn't want to live like where I grew up, so I'm like pretty much in downtown San Diego, and I wouldn't live anywhere else.
1: I love that, and you know what? That's interesting because I had that. I was like, I have to ask her this, but you pretty much answered. I was like, how do you made the transition from. Texas back to San Diego but it's pretty much a no-brainer because I'm going to Texas and that the, the air that's stuffy and then coming to like
0: the ocean humidity is real I lived okay so I lived in Arizona I lived in Phoenix for about a year okay and I so I had moved to Texas I was there for two years I moved to California for a year and it was just so expensive because when you move out and you move back in, you're like, oh, <gasps> sticker shock. So I moved to Arizona because it was far enough away where right. I could be on my own because I'm the oldest of three girls. So I'm always that person, like I always have this wild hair that I like. I don't, I love you. I want to see you as much as I want to see you, but I don't want to be too close. Okay. Right? Right. Like that's right. I am. And I uh, so Arizona was perfect for that, but I was just getting too much trouble. I was just like being really wild when I was there, <laughs> really wild. And so I moved back to Texas and, um, and I moved in like June or July. So it was okay. like a month I couldn't breathe cause of that humidity, Right. but I love Texas. I, I will say I, I literally and figuratively found myself there. Right. <laughs> I found myself and I became an adult in Texas and I, would never exchange my time in dallas for anything but my heart's excuse me my heart's always been in san diego
1: i love that were you you were doing something with the super bowl is that right i actually was
0: really fortunate i have a friend actually you know veronica torres yeah oh veronica shout out to veronica yeah yeah veronica's a good friend of mine and um so we actually met at one of the networking things that she used to do okay and we became fast friends because she's awesome and I'm awesome, duh. <laughs> hey, I love it. Think, let me just say, if you don't think you're awesome, nobody else will. Yeah. You have to be your biggest cheerleader.
1: Right. That's oh, no. And that, yeah. Anyone who is listening or viewing us, if you don't walk away with anything, that is exactly what you need to walk away with.
0: Yes. And, but I've had advocates. So I will say like, Veronica hasn't just been my cheerleader, she's been my advocate, and there's a difference. I always tell people, if I, like, I wanna be able to be your advocate, not just your cheerleader. Now, sometimes you just have to be somebody's cheerleader, and that means, good job, I'm proud of you, good job. But being somebody's advocate is like, what can I do? Who can I introduce you to? How can I help you? Let's work, let's do this together. That's really what an advocate is, is helping push you into the next level versus, oh, just cheering you on. So um, Veronica has definitely been an advocate of mine. And when Super Bowl was coming to North Texas, she worked at the Dallas Convention and Visitors Bureau. So she was like, hey, and these are not like jobs you necessarily find all the time, or you know, because it's always like, It's always like, I know a person who knows it. Like, it's always connected. People know each other. So she's like, they're hiring for this position. Like, I think you should apply. Here's the person's information. And so I sent it over. I had an interview and I didn't get the position. However, I was very, that changed my life because I was very persistent and kept like following up. So they created a position for me.
1: That's
0: amazing. And my position was really like a volunteer coordinator. So I had to help um, coordinate 10,000 volunteers for Super Bowl forty-five, And this is for all of the events that happened surrounding it. And Mm -hmm. I had to help manage all of the interns at the time as well. So... Mm -hmm. You have summer interns, and, and you had, there was all these events that you need to be part of to recruit volunteers. So it was really my job finding the events, managing the volunteers, scheduling the volunteers at different events, and then being at these things to help
1: recruit 10,000 people or, yeah, 10,000 people. That's amazing, what an experience. And I love that you um, are able to explain the difference between a cheerleader and an advocate because that is so important when um, anyone that is building their network, like there is a complete difference. And it's really like those gems, you know, that really kind of rise up and really shift your life to introduce you to opportunities like that. and like I always say that success, you know, doesn't come alone. And it's those key people that are placed into your life that really come to shift and shake it up and super blessed for those opportunities. So I totally understand when you say yeah. that because it really can be life-changing and something very important to okay. understand, you know?
0: Well, you know what? And that's when you say it's life-changing, honestly, that one thing really changed my life, yeah. right? Like that one, because Veronica, had we weren't just friends, like she believed in me, right? right she right. believed in me. And you're at somebody who's your advocate does not need to be somebody who is 10, 15 years older. We're the same age, Veronica yeah, sure. and I. But she saw something in me that she was like, I need you to talk to this person. I need you, like, and, and she helped pump me up too, because it was just about, like, girl, I know you can do this. And that changed the trajectory of my life because the person that I didn't even end up I interviewed with, who I didn't end up getting the job for, she's the one who referred me to somebody else saying, "We need to get her in here." Then that person who I interviewed with initially, I ended up working for after Super Bowl ends because every host committee is their own organization. They just work on that Super Bowl. After Super Bowl end ended. I kept in touch with her and I ended up working for her at a nonprofit. And then when her time at the nonprofit and my time at the nonprofit was that she started another job at Dallas area, rapid transit. And she's like, I need somebody here because I worked really hard. And because of that one person, okay. Because of Veronica, that literally affected like every job that I got Mm -hmm. for the next like five years which then Ev, obviously leads to everything
1: else. Right, of course. Yeah, that's so amazing. I love that. And I met Ronica last year in Los Angeles. And um, oh, I just love, I've been following her ever since. I love the movement that she has going on. And what a beautiful story to be able to share that and say that, you know, because of these pieces that fell into place, like I am here and look here we are with your podcast. Like how off the hook amazing is that?
0: so i sometimes i sometimes feel like i need to pinch myself and i'm like really is this really happening is this real life like i when i work on the podcast i don't feel like i'm working at all uh you know that's the one like i feel like i could be on editing till one o'clock in the morning and i'm okay with that yeah you know i'm tired i might look a mess but because i love it so much i'm like cool. I get to do this. This is awesome. And
1: that's completely the key of when you know that something's right and meant to be. You just think there's a saying, right? That if you are able, if you're wanting to do it free, then you know that that's where your heart is. That's where your passion is. And I completely get it because there's nothing like doing something that just fills your soul up and you can do it like, You blink and they're like, oh, wait, how did five hours pass by?
0: (laughs) And (laughs) let me just say, when you just start a podcast, you are doing it for free. Unless you're a big name. Right, right. You are doing it for free.
1: (laughs) Which is a good segue to the question. So anybody that's listening and is thinking about starting a podcast, like what advice do you have to share with them?
0: Do it. Just do it. Like seriously, I think we get in our own way so much of the time. I started talking about this, about doing a podcast, probably about a year ago, this time, okay. like this time a year ago. And I was like, well, what do I need? What do I do? How do I do it? And I, what do I want it to be about? What do I want the name to be? The name was like a big thing of what I, what do I want the name to be? And it was actually like the wine and cheese, Man podcast is actually the third iteration of what Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So I was at this event um, by my friend, hosted by my friend, Pam Rubias, Café con Pam. Oh, yes, podcast, okay. yeah. So go check out Pam. So, so girl, I'm all about pleasure. Oh, hi, Pam.
1: Might as well give her a shout out, too. <laughs> yes.
0: And I was at an event, and we had to, like, make up these names. And so my name was um, Amor con Labios. So okay, okay. love with lips, if people don't know. And then everybody's like, ooh. And so initially I was like, maybe that's what the podcast should be called, right? Okay. And then because everything, all, anything that is from love comes from these lips and these lips, that's really what it was about. Right, right. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, okay. And then I was talking to a friend and she and we changed it to entre labios, between the lips, because, and again, still kind of the same meaning, and then um last year I was at an event and one of my friends had said I had already been thinking about changing my po- my Instagram name. Okay, okay. And I had met somebody there. I met Jesse Medina. I don't know if you know Jesse Medina from Femex Quarters and everything.
1: That. Yes, big really fan of hers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. So I met Jessie at this event and she kept wanting to tag me in pictures and she kept saying, I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting what your Instagram name is. and she's like you know so she kept having to ask me and then finally she was like okay please do not take offense to this but have you thought about changing your Instagram name because honestly it's not very memorable I keep having to ask you what it is and I was like girl I am not offended I was actually already thinking about changing it and at this point it didn't have to do with business it literally was just me fun I, I hadn't shifted anything I wasn't it was just like family time, friend time. It, it wasn't focused on anything,
1: right? Right.
0: And I was talking about my birthday coming up, and I was like, I'm gonna have a wine and cheese midnight because I love wine and I love cheese. Then I, w- I was at lunch with Vanessa Miranda. I don't know if you know <laughs> Vanessa, right? I was at lunch with Patty Delgado from right. de tu Madre Madre. Yes. Girl, let me just drop these names because these are Girl, all. Let's just all people. of them, <laughs> right? Well, it's the thing. That's the thing. Like, sometimes you just have to be at the right place at the right time. It's not like when I met Jesse, I had never heard of Femex Quarters. I'd just been back in San Diego for like a few months. I had met Vanessa a couple months before because we had done um, this vigil for the El Paso shooting. And that's how we met. We worked together on this vigil. Um, I had just met Patty a couple weeks before. So it's not like I was like seeking these people out. All of these pieces and all of these people were being put in my path for a reason. And so we were having lunch and I was talking about wine and man. And then I said, I'm going to have a wine and man night. And Patty loves a good pun. And she was like, bitch, I can't believe I never thought of that. The wine and cheese man. you need to change your name to that right now. You need to use that right now before I steal it from you. <laughs> and I was like, all right, then I know it's good.
1: Right. Patty so, says
0: yes. <laughs> so that's what I ended up changing my name to. And that kept haunting me. And like in regards to the podcast name, and at first it was like, well, maybe you just have a segment of Wine and Cheese Mint. And I was just like, no, that's not enough. Okay.
1: That's just not enough. And I just
0: felt it. And I was walking with Pam and I said, I think, I think I'm think i going to change the, the whole podcast name to the Wine and Cheese Mint. And she's like, girl, if that's what feels right, do it. Yes, do it. And it just makes sense because I have been hosting wine and cheese nights with my friends for years. Mm-hmm. So when I started testing the name out, it was like, especially people that know me, they're like, hell yeah. Hell yes, that is you. That totally is who you are. That totally explains everything. And I was like, all right, so Pam designed my, she's the one who designed my logo. And oh, she
1: did. no yeah. way. Oh, amazing.
0: And it's, and every time people see it, they're like, that's such a great name. So if people don't know what chisme means, it's gossip. So we <laughs> drink wine, we gossip, but it's, right. it's chisme in the way of, it's not your tia's chisme, right? It's not your tia's chisme about like being to about other people. It's yes. about people spilling their own chisme. Like giving them the opportunity to spill the cheese me on themselves on their own terms and if there's something that they don't want to talk about like that's something that i ask are there any subjects you don't want to talk about and if they tell me something then we won't touch that topic right because right, right. it has to be people feeling comfortable that's the whole point like you want people to feel comfortable and be able to share genuine stories
1: oh most definitely And you know why, for anyone that is listening, like we will put the list of names down below in the comment section in the, in the bio too, because definitely, um, Jessica, you mentioned some phenomenal women and I've been fan of all of them. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing when you can come together and see that support from you know, other women in the community on Instagram really going after their dreams and making big moves, like Patty says, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful to see that. And it's beautiful to, you know, hear your story and how, you know, doing something that, you know, naturally comes to you with, you know, wine and (laughs) you know, and and I love that play on words.
0: I'm so like, honestly, I'm so blessed because like I said, all these people like Vanessa was, she's really just amazing when it comes to STEM, when it comes to social justice, when it, yeah. like I all of these women have very big voices when it comes to, to social justice. Right. Um, and that's something that I connect with very deeply in regards to that with them, but also they're very versed in what they do. So like Vanessa's very versed in STEM. Mm-hmm. Patty is she knows her story in regards to being an entrepreneur. Pam freaking is just one of you're around her and you just feel better about yourself. You you feel better about the person that you are when you're around Pam. And she has so much wisdom. And when most of these people are younger than me. And I think what's so important to sometimes understand is as we get older, sometimes we think we have all the knowledge, which we do. We have life experience but there's so much to be learned from other people regardless of their age. Right. And we have oh, to be open absolutely. to that.
1: Yeah, and that is such a important key piece to always keep in mind because sometimes we have these, um, you know, biases when we think, oh no, she's so much younger, but no, like you don't know what that person has walked and they can bring so much to the table. It's like, it can just totally shift the dynamic of what you're doing, you know? So I, I think do. that- Right, giving the opportunity to even just like invite that person and enjoy a cup of wine or a cafecito, it really can be life changing because mm-hmm. I know, yeah, I've allowed myself to get out of my comfort zone and have some cafecito dates or some wine dates with other people that I've met, like networking or, you know, something resonated with them online and we did a Zoom date. And it's like, yeah, let's do it because, you know, you just don't know like either i am meant to cross their path and give value or be that person to shift you know their world or vice versa maybe they're meant to cross my path and give me a little you know lead that will take me somewhere that i didn't expect so i just i love having that opportunity yeah and
0: maybe it's yeah i think it's it's the give and take right because you don't know why somebody's in your life it could be that they're teaching you something or it could be that they're there to that you are being able to impart your knowledge in some way but every relationship should be some sort of a give and take right we should yeah, all be able to learn from one another and right. that to me is the, the key of any relationship in life is being able to find those people that share the same values because ultimately that's what it comes down to you can learn from people that don't don't share your opinion, but sharing the same values is different.
1: Yeah, that's true. And so as we wind down our time together, I, way, what the heck? That's super. I know, I know. Cause we can completely talk some more, and I know that we will. But definitely.
0: Wait, we need to keep going and it should be your after hours.
1: Hey! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) That right there, right
0: there. We we have the after hours coming up.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And so I want to know, was there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to share? You know, one thing that I said
0: when you had asked me if people want to start a pilot class, and I said, just do it. I think, yeah. like I said, I think we, we tend to get in our own way. And we were like, we want to say, what's the best equipment? What's the best this? What's the best that? And I'm still learning, like as i go along right i'm still learning editing i'm st- and you could hear the difference versus like this podcast that my most recent podcast that drops versus the first one um so i would just say like you always have to be open to learning you always have to be open to whatever comes, like there's so many opportunities that don't get taken. Like, you know, when, when ventures say, oh, I could have invented that then do it. Like right. there's so, we are the ones who get in our own way of oftentimes of success. And look, and I'm not saying that it's going to be easy and I'm not going to say that it is easy for any, for everybody, because we all have our own hurdles. And we all have, there's inherent biases being a Latina, being a woman, being a black woman, being a queer woman, being whatever that is, there are already inherent biases. We do not need to give ourselves a harder time by not believing in ourselves. And I think that's so, we need to like tell ourselves that every day. Right. Right. Because ultimately, like I said, if we don't believe in ourselves, nobody else is going to believe it.
1: Right. No, that's so true. And right there, that's like the mic drop moment right there. <laughs> seriously, you know, we already have so many things that we, um, you know, work against or is that are against us. Right. Um, and so one thing that should be very important to know is that you yourself can be your worst enemy sometimes. And so as long as you have that fear, I mean, don't have the fear, have the belief in yourself. Really, that's all that matters because- What's
0: well, way okay to have fear? Just don't let the fear rule you.
1: Right, right. And um, what is, there's a quote that I absolutely love that right now it's not coming to me, so I know I'm gonna chop it up, but it's really like fate loves the fearless, you know? So, Ooh, like yeah. And I know that some of the most like amazing things have happened to me by just, Being able to still work with the fear and just, you know, trusting in me and who I am and what I have to say. So I absolutely love that point. And, um, you know, I enjoy being able to provide a platform like this because really, like, you can have a notebook and walk away with so much wisdom collectively in just a simple conversation. Thank you for joining us in another episode of the She Powered Podcasts. You can listen to us in any podcast platform. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Until next time.